You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekoeme. Whilst you are standing, turn together with me to Psalm 149 verse 5, Psalm 149 verse number 5 and Romans 14 verse 17. Let's read together as a family. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. One more time. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Hallelujah. Is that making sense already? Let the saints be what? Joyful where? In glory. Romans 14, 17. One, two, three, go. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy. One more time. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For an assignment tonight, joyful in glory. Reach out to your neighbor and tell them rejoice. It's a new season. Once again, rejoice. It's a new season. Our Father, we thank you for the honor to gather again under this open heavens. We're gathered from all walks of life to your sanctuary to honor you and to bless you for all it is you are doing in our lives, but over beyond for who you are, a loving Father, kind and gracious. You've opened your hands in very, very meaningful ways to us and you've satisfied the desire and the hunger of every living soul. This hour I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven place upon my lips. Help me to declare your word with all accuracy and precision. I hide myself behind the cross. I decrease that you increase. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing and what you do through the speakings of your word. In advance, we vow to give you the praise, the glory and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we have prayed. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Whilst you're seated, tell a neighbor joyful in glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For those of us who were at Reha IC 2020, I'd like to believe all of us were there, without exception. If you were not, then it's unfortunate that the devil possibly cheated you from a very, very amazing conference. We have just come out of what in my mind was the most impactful, amazing times of refreshing and visitation under God. The visitation of his power and his glory were made evident and manifest in five days in seven sessions. The Lord began to take us all from glory to glory. It almost seemed that you wondered, can it get any better? But God always raised the bar in every new session. That is the love of the Father. He proved that Proverbs 4.18 is a reality for the believers and the saints. That the path of a just man always shines brighter and brighter and brighter to the day of perfection. That means for the believer who really is working with God, we have a guarantee that today is simply a starting point for the even greater glory God is going to bring your way in your coming season. I would like to believe that God has brought us into a whole new season. Whilst we've experienced a clear visitation, my sincere prayer and heart desires that God will move us from just a visitation only to becoming a tangible habitation. In other words, that what he has released upon us will abide and abound over our lives. So we don't go in and come out again, but we'll live in the tangibility of all the Father has released over us. Many of our lives, if not all of us, were remarkably transformed and changed. 
as the Bible declares, whilst we with open face behold as in a mirror in a glass, we are being changed, we are being transformed from one level of glory to the next level of glory. That has been our experience and our reality. There were three things that I shared with you that I believe that God will do in the conference. Three things to anchor by way of expectation. Number one, I said, I believe the Lord said to me that he will release rain in that conference. And very, very clear, unmistakable ways, the rain of refreshing came upon us. And it's amazing that on the last day of the conference, March 1, the first day of the month of March, the last day of the conference, the Lord gave us a foretaste of physical showers in some parts of the city of Abuja. As a foretaste, that the truth. The rain came in the spirit, and this was a token of good that the rain is here in our lives. The other thing the Lord said to us will expect is that graves will be opened. Dead things will come back to life. Literally, in many of the sessions, those words were used. The graves are opening. The dead is coming back to life. The third day. So whatever was dead before the conference in your life, please be assured and reassured that you are out of the grave. Somebody shout a big amen. The third thing the Lord said for us to expect was tangible impartations and measured encounters release of giftings anointings and mantles and with very very clear ways we receive all of that but the bible declares in ephesians 3:20 that god is the god who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask think or imagine in my mind our father superseded he exceeded our prayers he exceeded our expectations in more ways more than one somebody shout a big amen this evening I want to share with you what I believe one key way how to position rightly after an amazing encounter as we have IC 2020. The key to performance is faith. The key to performance is faith. The Bible declares in Hebrews 4 2 that a people receive the word of God but because they failed to mix the word they received and heard with faith, it did not profit them. Hebrews 4 verse 2. It's a Bible class. For unto us was the gospel preached, the word preached, just like you were in Rhea IC 2020. The gospel was preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So one level is to hear the word. And we all heard the word. If we're here, we heard the word. The next level is to deliberately mix our faith with the word we heard. It is by mixing your faith with the word you heard that the word you heard will profit you. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. The Bible declares in Luke one forty-five, And blessed is she, if you like he, that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Again, something was told you from the Lord. But it takes your faith to believe for there to be a performance. That means in a room like this, many can be hearers, but not all may mix the word they heard with faith. And as such, not all will receive results of the word spoken. So, performance is only for those who believe. To she and to he that believeth, there shall be a performance. Praise the Lord, somebody. And the way to actually believe God's word is no other way but to incline your ears to constantly hear the word of God again and again and again. It takes tremendous amount of discipline and humility to incline your ears to the word of the law. Romans 10, 17 says that faith does come. It's a joy to know that faith has a source. So when you are lacking in faith, we know there's some place we can get faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we give our ears consistently and continue to hear God's word, our faith is being built up. Praise the Lord somebody. I believe that joy is one of the keys in this season for us to manifest the glory of the Lord. Our text says... Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the saints be joyful in glory. 
We need to seek a better understanding of this subject matter of joy in the scripture because it's tied to glory. Let the saints be joyful in glory. If you're going to rest in glory, if you're going to operate in glory, you must learn to be what? Joyful in glory. Praise the Lord. So if you revive for glory, but how to operate in glory is to learn how to be joyful in glory. The joy of the Lord needs to go beyond just a subject matter in the Bible. It needs to be a lifestyle. It needs to be a culture. It needs to be an attitude. The Bible declares in Nehemiah 10 verse 8b that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the joy of the Lord is one source of the strength of the believers. So if your strength is little, as the Bible declares in Proverbs 24.10, that if you faint in the day of adversity, it is proof that your strength is small. Praise God. So if you're fainting, it's a proof that your strength is small. If your strength is small, it's indicative that your joy level is wavering. Praise the Lord. So joy fuels your strength and your strength guarantees you of victory in the battles of life. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Everything begins to wither. Everything begins to dry up in the life of a believer whose joy has dried up. Right. So joy guarantees refreshing. Joy guarantees renewal. Joy guarantees revival. Look at what the Bible says in Joel 1.12. Joel 1.12. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languisheth. Alright? The vine is dried up. The fig tree languisheth. The pomegranate tree. The palm tree also. And the apple tree. I mean, this is, everything is messing up around one. And even all the trees, right? All the trees of the field are withered. That means things around me are, you know, they're not working right. It's drying up. And then the Bible is very kind to show us the reason why things around a believer can dry up. It may not be because you're under a curse. It may not be because the devil is on your case. It may be surprising what it is. Hear this. It says, because... For the reason that joy is withered away from the sons of men. Hello somebody. That is how powerful joy is. So the moment joy is allowed to wither away, it will begin to affect everything around us. It begins to drop. So how to bring about a renewal and refreshing your finances, your marriage, your academics, your business. is to get your joy back. You see how powerful it is? Get your joy back. When things are drying up around you, check your joy level. Check your joy walk. Your joy is that powerful. Praise God somebody. In redemption, God has been kind and gracious to give us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. All things that pertains to life and to godliness. Second Peter 1 verses 3 to 4, it says... According as his divine power have given unto us how many things? All things are given unto the believer, not some, that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and to virtue. Praise God. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Beloved, all things have been made available to us. It's not only available in eternity when you get to heaven. But it's available for us now in time. Hello somebody. But we need to draw them down according to knowledge. Praise God. The Bible declares in John 10, that John 10 verse 10, that the threefold assignment and mandate of the enemy is to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come, Bogalaos, not his coming, I have come to give you life 
and life in abundance. The life that God has called you and I to live is a life of superabundance. A life in the overflow. A life of more than enough. A, a, a life that is an envy to the heathen, to the gentle, to the worldly. A, a life that is not natural. A life that is nothing but a supernatural life. That's the life he's called us to live. A life of abundance. Beloved, Jesus encapsulates all of the blessings of God. The Bible says, in him is contained all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Every blessing that God has for the world is contained in Christ. The Bible declares in John 1.16, and his fullness, and of his fullness, I beg your pardon, of his fullness, have we all received and the grace for grace. Wow. There is nothing you are looking for in God that is not found in Christ. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Are you looking for strength, vigor, vitality, health, prosperity, abundance, protection? Is found in one person called Christ. Of his fullness have we received and grace for grace. Romans 8 says that if God did not spare Jesus Christ, hello, how will he not with Jesus Christ, guess what, give us all things freely? He gave you his best. How do you think he will keep the rest from you? Somebody once said, the lesser is contained in the greater. Two is contained in hundred. If I have hundred, two is a part of it. So the lesser is contained in the greater. So the things you are desire of is contained in the greater Christ. Hello, somebody. If he did not withhold Jesus from us, how will he not with Jesus give us all things freely? So the question is, do you have Jesus? Are you born again? Are you a child of God? Then everything you're looking for is contained in the greater Christ. Life is there. Strength is there. Health is there. Joy is there. Hallelujah. Beloved, God truly has glory for us as believers and rest of course but that glory and that rest is found in the person of Jesus here are the words of the master in Matthew eleven twenty-eight: come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest I will give you glory I will give you rest when we come to him take my yoke upon you Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Rest is found in one person. Glory is found in one person. He that has Christ has found rest. He that has Christ has found glory. Beloved, Glory is far beyond a desirous natural state, a condition that is desirable. Likewise, happiness and joy are not the same thing. Happiness is determined and dictated by favorable circumstance or situation around a person. We are happy based on favorable outcome of happening. But we're not joyful based on happenings. We're joyful based on a reality. We have found ourselves in Christ. We're joyful based on a state in the realm of the spirit. So joy is a fruit of the spirit that is not waived or doesn't vary based on external situations. Track with me. Joy is a fruit that flows from within you. But happiness is determined by happenings around us. <laughs> Beloved, we live in a world where things are shifting and changing in amazing ways. If we don't anchor our faith and our life and our trust on something more solid than our experience, what we touch, 
what we hear, what we feel, what we see, then we'll be of all men most miserable. Because we're called to live above the five physical senses. We're above to live, we're called to live above what happens around us. What the boss said, what your uncle said, what your mother didn't say. We are called to live above beyond that, to live in a realm of the supernatural, which is the realm of the spirit, which is a realm that guarantees rest in spite of what we're going through. Doesn't it surprise you that in the middle of a storm, that the disciples were pulling out their hair, and then one Jesus, the one who was called rest personified, said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. One Jesus, at the hinder part of the boat, he was sleeping. That means he, he, he was living a life far beyond the happenings. So likewise, if we're going to walk in the glory of the Lord, we must learn to be joyful in glory. So that the things that happen around us don't limit or hinder us anymore. We live beyond and above it. Somebody said a big amen. amen. Beloved, true rest and glory is something only Jesus can give. Only him can give that. You may have a car, but not have rest. You may have a house, not have peace. You may have a bed, but not have rest. Praise God. It will surprise you how many multi-millionaire businessmen and, and, and men and women alike who have all of the trappings of wealth, but don't have rest. They don't have rest. They sleep. Or they struggle to sleep, but they don't have rest. Only Jesus can give that rest. Praise God. Money can give rest. As somebody once said, many things of life may succeed at pacifying you, but only Jesus can ultimately satisfy you. We must learn to come to a place of, of satisfaction in the master we have come to know. That we have him. With him we'll have everything else. We must come to a state of contentment with him. If the, ma the father gave us the best, with him all things will come and follow suit. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. It takes faith to access the glory of the rest that God has for us. John eleven forty, the amplified version in the words of Jesus at the graveside of Lazarus. He said, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe in me, you will see the glory of God, the expression of his excellence? It says, if you believe in me, you will see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you believe God, he will show you his glory. To she or he that believeth, there shall be a performance. Beloved, joy is one of the great drivers of the great indication of a man who has come into rest or has come into glory. I can tell if you're really in joy when you are, or I can tell if you're, you're really in rest or in glory when you are joyful. Praise God, somebody. When a person has truly come into rest and into glory, he or she seizes from his or her own labor and comes into the rest that God has afforded the saint. There is no sorrow, no tears, no sadness in the heavens. And we read in the Bible in Daniel, sorry, Deuteronomy 11, that, that 11, I think, 20, 28 or thereabouts, it says, uh, as the days of heaven on earth. 11.21, yes. Let's read that together. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, your enemy, 11.21. That's very exciting scripture. Deuteronomy 11.21. So we're called to live days of heaven on earth. That's glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That your days, Rogic, may be multiplied. Hallelujah. Come on. And the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them. Guess what? As the days of heaven upon the earth. This has been the desire of the Father. So when you pray, pray thus. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. As the days of heaven upon the earth. He desires for you to walk in his glory. In the Old Testament, the glory was Canaan. It was a land, a tangible land. But in our day and our age, it's beyond just a physical property. It's a person. 
Jesus is the glory. He is the rest. He is the peace. He is the shalom. Hello somebody. That's the glory. That's our own glory. Hallelujah. So joy becomes one of the index or the indication that a believer has truly begun to live a life of heaven on earth. In our companion text, Romans 14, 17, it says, Kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is in righteousness, is in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Is a righteousness, it is in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So these three things are, are the, the, the legs, the tripod that the kingdom of God stands on. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we're going to enjoy the glory and the rest that God reserved for us, we'll need to understand the dynamics and the workings of joy. Hallelujah. Beloved, joy is a mighty spiritual force that can easily be misunderstood. Very, very strong force. Yeah. Uh, because the devil cannot stand a joyful environment. Key number one. The devil can stand a joyful environment. It's key number one. In a like manner also, a joyful environment welcomes the Father God. When you are able to create an atmosphere of joy, you've created a throne for him to come to reside and to rest. Psalm 2 to verse 3. The Lord inhabits the praise of his people. So the praise of his people creates a throne for him to rest upon. And praise and joy, they go together. In a like manner, or the opposite is this, whenever the enemy finds a joyful environment, he can't stand it. But when there is no joy, he can now cause the things around that believer to begin to wither. Remember that the things of a believer wither because the joy has withered. Joel 112. Praise the Lord. It's important to know that the devil doesn't only go about to steal things that we consider to be of value physically, materially, financially. Whilst he may do that, over beyond the things we know to be valuable in terms of materially, there are many more things that are valuable in the realm of the spirit. Far more than houses, cars, shoes, whatever it is. They're in the intangible realm. Things that pertain like peace, joy, hello somebody, faith. These are things that you don't touch physically, but, but if the devil is able to mess with them, it will mess everything around us. Your joy, your faith, your peace. So the enemy is a joy thief. You've got to know. Well, you know he's a joy thief that you can watch how things happen within you to regulate your joy. So when you sense that your joy is coming down, you aggressively break out of that. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Then you become more sensitive at the level of your joy. And things happen throughout the course of the day. Your car breaks down. Your boss doesn't smile at you. Your wife doesn't wave at you. You know, you, you can begin to look out more sensitive to see the things that come to attack or steal your joy. But you know what? You will overlook them because they're going for something far more important. It's beyond a quarrel. It's beyond an argument. Beyond somebody not smiling at you. No, that devil is after your joy. And your joy is the source of your strength. We must guard, or oh, come on. We must guard our joy by every means necessary. It looks so quiet, so feeble, so unimportant, but that's the root, that's the core. The joy of the Lord is what? Your strength. So what the enemy is after ultimately is your strength. Praise the Lord, somebody. So he's a joy thief. He's also a thief of your peace, your shalom. You must ensure your peace is intact. Don't allow circumstances. Don't allow you miss the flight. You're angry. You become irritated. That somebody's after your peace. Right there. Right there. The Uber breaks down on your way to work and you're late. Somebody is after your joy. So when you see how important these intangible blessings are, faith, 
joy and peace, you learn to be more sensitive in guarding them in your heart. Somebody said a big amen. amen. You know what? Your faith is the key to victory. 1 John 5 verse number 4. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Not a victory is what? The victory. Hallelujah. So, when your faith is in place, your victory is guaranteed in all battles of life. So, the thief comes to steal your faith so that you will not be rightly positioned to gain victory in the battles of life. So, must learn, as somebody once said, feed your faith and starve your doubt. How do you feed your faith? By inclining your ears to the word. In the vehicle, at home, GPP at 12 noon, lunch hour, 5 a.m. prayer. Incline your ears to the word. There's no other way the discipline of inclining your ear to the word. You see, we live in a world that is filled with bad and evil news. Evil report everywhere. <clears throat> we have to learn to filter the news of the information we are allowed to come into our hearts. I mean, have you watched certain kind of news for one, two, three hours and when you got through after two, three hours, you left depressed? I mean, before the news, you were, you were joyful. After the news, you said, man, man, this coronavirus, man, 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 man. It's just news. Just like faith comes by hearing God's word. Doubt comes by hearing the devil's word. So we must learn to filter. Have a filtration system of what we hear, what we see. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. Glory to God. Sarah judged God faithful ways beyond before she conceived Isaac. The Bible declares in Hebrews 11, verse 11, classic scripture. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged God faithful who had promised before the baby came she believed God before the breakthrough came you believe God before the promotion came on the job you believe God before the wedding ceremony was effected you believe God before the twins came after 10 years 12 years of waiting upon the Lord you believe God why your faith will trigger the manifestation the name Isaac by meaning means laughter. Let me declare over somebody that in this year of revival glory, God is going to make you to laugh. Your Isaac is on his way. I said rejoice because we are in a new season. What? Your Isaac is on his way. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We've heard and received the prophetic word in Hosea 6, 1 and 2 for this year. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten. He will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. In the third day he will raise us up. And we shall live in his this is a word the Lord has spoken over us. It's our responsibility to mix these words with our faith. Believe them before there is even any tangible manifestation. I decree and declare, Lord, I believe I receive your spoken word over my life. It's my season to be revived and to walk in your tangible glory. Somebody shout a big amen. One of the best kept secrets of leaders and victors and champions in the faith, listen carefully, is the secret of joy. When you look at the life of Apostle Paul, he had quite a few secrets 
to the great success of his ministry. Number one, obviously, was the secret, if it's a secret, of speaking in tongues regularly. How do I know that? He said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, that I speak in tongues more than you all. I mean, as though he was in a speaking in tongues competition. How do you know how, how much I speak in tongues? He said, I, I, I speak in tongues Imagine me coming to church and it's a large congregation of maybe 5,000, 10,000 as your pastor say, hey guys, um, I speak in tongues more than you all. What, what audacity? How do I know how much you speak in tongues? But he was simply saying, I've found a secret. And, and, and because I've found the secret, I engage the secret night and day. He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Praise God. You know, this, the, the speaking of tongues goes beyond just your prayer language. It's a release of mysteries to God. Hello, somebody. First Corinthians 14 verse 2. He that speaks in tongues speaks mysteries unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For no man understanding him, how be it in the spirit. He speaks mysteries. And I've taught by revelation. That when you need to deal with certain things in your life that appear mysterious. Or go, no, 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 go take it here. What you need to do is to engage a higher mystery for a lower mystery. You've been around the mountain in your finances. Delays in your marital destiny. Wondering why you're in some uh, uh, auto re repeat in particular sickness that comes every three months, every six months. Hey, it looks like it's a mystery. And what you need is to employ a higher mystery for a lower mystery. Engage pockets of time in the day. Carry that matter in your heart. Whatever it is, whatever delay, I just carry it before God. Rabadogo zigalamanaya. Rabadaga. Consistently, you're releasing a higher mystery. Kartoka. Against a lower mystery. But we don't spend enough time to do just this. We think we can wish it away. No. Some things, listen, cannot be wished away. You must release fire power against those things. So Apostle Paul understood that this thing called speaking in tongues is a mystery. And it was also one of his keys. One key again I found in his life, you found that to be true from the epistles. He, he was a man of joy. Hallelujah. How do I know that? Well, number one, he wrote severally about joy. But not just that. He also spoke about joy when he was in an environment that did not that was uncomfortable that that there was no reason to be happy <laughs> how do I know from the jail he wrote to a church in Philippa Konayada. Philippians 4 verse 4 rejoice in the Lord again I say rejoice hallelujah how can a prisoner be encouraging somebody who is free he knew something about joy. Katoleba. He knew something about joy. Though he was incarcerated, living in a small room in a prison yard where there was feces, dong dong, poo poo all over him. Yet, he had the audacity to write to a church supposedly free for them to constantly rejoice. Why? He understood as long as you are joyful, the devil cannot keep any of your goods. I borrowed that from Jerry Savelle, by the way. <laughs> Praise God. Let me give him credit. He says, if the devil, uh, uh, he said, if, if you maintain your joy, the devil cannot keep your goods. He's a thief. I don't know what is stole from you in this year or beyond this year but according to scripture if you can stir up your joy the devil has no legal claim to your goods he's going to release what rightfully belongs to you what has your name on it somebody shout I am joyful rejoice not in your circumstance rejoice what in the Lord wow that is joy personified don't rejoice because you're broke, because you're sick, because you have no job. No, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. He wrote again to the church of Philippi. 
says, in everything, give thanks unto the Lord, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Something about thanksgiving, something about joy that messes the devil up. Hello, somebody. So if the devil cannot stop you from being joyful, he has no legal claim to your goods and your property. It says rejoice, I will be joyful in glory. Hallelujah. I will be joyful in glory. You know, you know why I think God is sharing this with us? He says, so much has happened in our lives in the past two months already. And, and sometimes, if you're not careful, the devil can throw things along your way. Oh, come on, I'll show you some, some signs that maybe, maybe all that five day was just, you know, just to, to pump you up, to excite you, to just motivate you. It wasn't really for real. Or maybe it happened for brother John, but not for me. It happened for sister Elizabeth. No, no, that devil is a lie. Listen, you've been in under this cloud of glory from January, February. No, you've shifted, you've changed. Don't let your circumstances make you think otherwise. Don't let the occasion for happiness make you think otherwise. You must be joyful in glory. Hallelujah. Not happy in glory. Joyful in glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at Jesus. We're almost getting there. Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2. Look at Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2, I beg your pardon. 12, 2. Look at Jesus. Oh boy, that's powerful. Looking unto Jesus. You know, he's our template. He is the pattern son. He's the one where to emulate and be like. Not your bishop, not your pope, not your pastor, not your teacher. Jesus. You are only supposed to follow a man of God who you know is truthfully following Jesus. Apostle Paul said, you are to imitate or follow me only to the degree and extent I follow Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. So if ever you find yourself under any authority in the church that contradicts scripture, doesn't follow Jesus, please pull your head out from such a leadership. But unfortunately, there are people who, are, who have stuck their heads under such leadership that they know clearly this is not following Jesus. It's not. But yet still, out of whatever emotional attachment, they say, no, it's our, it's our father's church. It's our family tradition. We can't live easily. Praise God. How did I get here? Praise God. Hebrews 12 verse 2. <laughs> Let's Glory to God. Looking unto Jesus. All right, our template, that's how we got there. <laughs> the author and the finisher of our faith. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who for the happiness? Hello, somebody. Who for the perfect condition? Who for the promotion and the lifting? For the miracle and healing? Wow. Who for what the breakthrough? Who for the joy that was said before, before, you can say said in front. What that means is that between joy and Jesus, there was something in between. But he looked beyond what was in between to what was beyond. So, one reason to rejoice is not because it has happened just yet but because you know without any doubt that what he said he's able to perform what his mouth spoke his hand is able to perform though we haven't not seen him we believe we rejoice Hello, with joy unspeakable, full of what? See the word glory again, full of glory. So joy and glory, they are power twins. Joy in glory, it's our text. Who we have not yet seen, but we just believe. Filled with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Let's go again. Hebrews 12, 2. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, that's a cross, and he sat down at the right hand, wow, of the throne of God. Listen to the next verse 3. For consider him, consider him, that endured such contradiction. Then what you're going through is nothing when you consider him. Compare. You know, we complain, you know, I ate food, no meat, no chicken. My job is just 20k per month. You have a job. <laughs> you know, the, the things we'll, we'll cry over. Consider him. Who for the joy that was set before the end of the cross. Some of sinners against himself. Lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Look at James 1. Let's see if you must go just James 1. Verse number 2. Oh, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Rogic, who shall remain joyful in glory. Nothing steals your joy. Guard your joy. Guard your joy. Guard your joy. Things begin to wither around you when you allow your joy to wither. Capture your joy back. Remember, joy is not happiness. Joy is one of the foremost fruits of the spirit. Things may not be happening right, but stir up joy. By faith, you call the things that be not as though they were. Rejoice. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me help you out. Let me help you out. You see, this thing called joy, uh, the truth be told, you sometimes have to fake it to make it happen. You know what I mean? What I mean is this. When you start rejoicing, you may not feel like rejoicing. Just rejoice anyway. Father, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're so kind. You're so loving. Whoa, you're so faithful. Hallelujah. You see, as you do this, two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, one hour, after a while, Lord, I thank you. Look at me. How can I complain? Jesus, you're faithful. You began in the natural, but he helped you kick into the supernatural. The joy of the Lord is your strength and my strength. James 1, 2. Please guard your joy. Guard your peace. Guard your faith. You know, these three things are indications on your dashboard that tells you what is the condition of your engine. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. I have a vehicle, as some may have here, and one way you know your fuel needs, or your tank needs to be refueled, is by watching your fuel gauge. Praise the Lord. Uh, I haven't seen anybody yet, I'm yet to see, uh, who drives a car, then from time to time, time to time, goes to loosen the tank, the fuel tank, to measure. You don't need finish. Praise God. I'll be concerned with your, your lunacy. Your state of normalcy. If you're driving a car, you have to lose the tank to check the fuel. Bros, <laughs> but with the simplicity of technology, you gaze on something called the fuel gauge full, half tank, quarter, empty. Isn't it interesting that you believe the gauge? Yes, sir. Whatever the gauge told you, you believed. When it came to empty, they said, no, it's full. You believe the gauge. That is an indication of the state of the engine, of the tank. Joy, faith, and peace, they are indication of the state of your spirituality. So when your joy level is going down, go to walk. Fight it. Take out time, whatever it takes. Listen, let me help you. For some of you, you will need to get some worship or praise songs that flick a switch of your anointing. Huh? Is a kisser. As a preacher, you have to know what steers your anointing. So when you see me almost like on auto repeat, bless the Lord. 
Oh my soul is coming. Oh my soul. Now that is a song that flicks my switch. Whether you're tired of it, you're bored. Uh, uh, that's that's. Can you sing another song? That's your business. This song is. Don't worry. He wrote it for people like me. Praise God. So you have to know what song flicks your switch. Put them for your house. Do your own praise worship all by yourself. Until that cloud of heaviness begins to recede. Ah, it's happening right now. That weightiness of depression that seeks to make your spirit weigh down lifts, lifts, lifts. Somehow something burst. And you know, this is it. I'm free. Oh, my soul. Worship your holy name. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.